G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us for another Guitar Wank podcast. This is episode 213. Welcome. I hope you are safe in these crazy times we are going through. Numbers are going up, baby. In America, anyway. Shit is hitting the fan. But anyway, so stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, hopefully you don't have to deal with this crazy virus and everything else that's going on. Um, We hope we can entertain you for a little bit here with Guitar Wank. We have a special guest today, a man that is uh, familiar to us all, Mr. Josh Smith. Thanks, Josh, for jumping in, mate, last minute. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much, sir. Make sure you check out all the stuff he's doing, uh, amazing stuff on Truefire, his videos, and everywhere else. He's, uh, he's He's a great man. Does some great work and uh, killer guitar player. So thanks, Josh. Really appreciate it, mate. You guys will enjoy this. Um, also, uh, it, Bruce is doing these one-minute videos for our Patreon members. Now, Patreon, if you don't know what Patreon is, you can go to the website, guitarwank.com, click on Patreon, and it'll take you over to Patreon slash guitarwank.com. And you can sign up and you can contribute as much as $1.00 contribute one dollar to thirty dollars whatever you want one dollar a month and you will get these uh little extras that bruce we're doing now bruce is doing videos these one minute lesson videos and i gotta tell you they're awesome because it's one minute you get this amazing information and you get to take that away and work on it it's Bruce is kicking butt with this. I love these little videos. So um, we'll do an example. We'll, we'll put one up on uh, on Facebook and I'm on the website so you guys can check it out. But uh, really cool stuff. So if you want to support Guitar Wank, it's just so we can keep this going. Um, we are a non-profit organization. <laughs> That's in capitals. Non-profit. I should add reverb to that. Uh, but that would be editing and we don't do that. So, um, yeah, so it just helps Guitar Wank, helps us keep it going and uh, we're, we're actually in the process of updating the website and trying to make it a lot easier, a lot more easier for you guys to find episodes and go back and search episodes and stuff like that. We're going to be on uh, YouTube and we're already on Spotify and obviously Apple and Stitcher and all that kind of stuff. But hopefully a new website easier to check stuff out and find stuff and easier for us to post and share information with you guys what did i hear you say guitar wanking is getting more professional i don't think so but we are trying to get a little bit more professional with the website and everything so you guys can have uh more information and more more stuff more stuff to uh to keep you busy with anyway so we'll so if you want to support guitar wank it's a dollar a month you know, I know you could save puppies and kittens and animals for like a, less than a dollar a day. Guitar Wank, you can save Guitar Wank. Where's Sarah McLaughlin in the background? You can save Guitar Wank for less than a dollar a month. No, a dollar a month. Yeah, a dollar a month. So, or three dollars a month. Or five dollars a month. Whatever you want. But anyway, it just supports Guitar Wank, keeps us going, and uh, lets us know you love us. That's really what comes down to it. We need the. Uh, we're insecure and we need that support. All right. So besides that, Bruce wants me to let you know that he is doing his Grumps TV show. He's trying so hard to get picked up by Netflix. I got bets on that ain't going to happen. But 
Go check out Bruce's Grumps channel, Bruce Foreman, his YouTube channel, and you find him on Facebook, YouTube, and all that kind of stuff. But go check out his Grumps live at five on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Go, go give him some shit. Go listen, go support. Give him some shit. He'd love it and really appreciate that. Also, he's got another masterclass, my music masterclass video coming out in a couple of weeks, I believe. I think it's called 251 Fun. I wonder what that's about. There you go. I said to Bruce, why don't I just play two fives or two ones or five ones? So he's going to touch on all that kind of stuff and make it fun, which he always does, which is super cool. So um, looking forward to that. I know Scott's busy doing stuff. What are you doing, Scott? I have no fucking idea what you're doing. Do we care? Of course we care. Scott, where are you? Anyway, Scott will be back on the show uh, this Friday. We've got... Um, we're going to do a show with Scott and guest, a special guest. So on. There you go. All right. I think I've talked long enough. So a few things to remember. Um, thank you, Josh Smith. Uh, g'day to Joel. Josh's dad. G'day, Josh. Uh, new website coming. For you guys to find stuff easier for us to post stuff easier. Uh, so that's going to happen so bear with us with the website and stuff like that also Patreon if you want to support Guitar Wank a dollar a month that's all it takes to save Guitar Wank dollar a month so sign up there and you'll get all these videos and hopefully we'll get Scott to start doing these videos as well um, throw them in there so that'd be great so these little teaching videos less than a minute Grab the information and it sinks in. You're not getting all this other stuff that gets... Everything gets diluted. You get this one message, you focus on it, and uh, you can walk away with learning something new in under a minute. I like it. It's very overwhelming with all the information today, ladies and gentlemen. Very overwhelming. Um, Yeah, there you go. That's it. All right, so let's get into episode 213. And uh, be safe. Stay cool. Take vitamins, exercise, people, exercise. It's important, and uh, I will catch you guys all next week. All right, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Bruce, and uh, I'll talk to you later.
my baby left me Made me sad to see you go Like my new tattoo? The hell did you do? Oh, I don't know. There, it's two of the uh, two of the uh, Hawaiian islands. <laughs> you want to see the other three? <laughs> Welcome, Sir Bruce. Look, look at this. This is like the um, the first guitar wank live video recording i know we're the only we're, we're willing to let people see what we look like other than scott well scott so, scott's not here so <laughs> but he would never do that remember when he like tried to cut it off because it took too much juice or <laughs> too many bits were it was just like making the making the communication unstable yeah you know, I, mean? I don't think he's seen a hairdresser in three months you know what i mean <laughs> there's rock stars and their hairdressers you know what i mean he wasn't happy about it it's uh uh, I never thought. Yeah, here we go. I've joined the. I've joined the masses of Zoom. I don't know. I'm, I'm Anyways, it's great to be back on Guitar Wank. Of course, we've been here all along, but uh, you know, I'm I'm super excited about these one minute lessons or whatever they are, Wank minutes. That's been fun to try and communicate an idea in one minute and have it help people for a week before I come back. You know. So well, that's cool. I got one. I got a good one for this week coming up. What? I'm um, you have to watch it, man. You have to pay your Patreon to do it. You know what I mean? Just um, share screen. Can we do that? I, I'm trying to. I'm I, I'm checking. Are you? I'm checking everything out here. I'm here. Everything's cool. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do with it. I mean, oh, there you go. That's cool. You have to do all. You do all the tech work. You know what a failure I've been with Grumps TV. God, that has been the biggest failure. I mean, I'm so happy that, you know, we're up to episode 22 now. And I'm so happy, like, after the third episode of Facebook just freezing and stopping and whatever, that I just realized, well, fuck it. I'll just record it and put it on YouTube. That way, whatever Facebook does to me, I've got control of the full show. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I'm very happy about it because now full episodes have been up the whole time, except for Facebook is still, I mean, I'm trying to do a show, trying to keep my wife happy because she's ready to quit or divorce me or blow the house up or whatever, you know, or put weird (laughs) shit in my food. And, you know, I'm trying to keep that going, trying to keep the house clean because, you know, that's her space we're in. Right. That's That's not my bebop bunker, you know. You're in the bebop bunker. Yeah, we're in my bunker. You notice Charlie Parker there. Yeah, I see That is an amazing, uh, I forget the artist's work, but that's from the 1973 Monterey Jazz Festival. Oh, it's not a, 
It's an actual artist who did that. Yes, it's 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 a it's a print of obviously of the poster for the festival, and then uh, I guess in the back that's an article about me in a magazine and some other bullshit, whatever you know. But uh, yeah, this is the bunker. It's out in the back of the you know. I mean, it's I'm in the country. You can probably hear the frogs and the crows and all that shit, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good time to be in the country. What's what the city right now? What's it good for? You know, coronavirus. I mean, you can't go to restaurants. You can't go hear music, right? You know, I mean, not. It's like right now. I'm glad I've got this place out here. You know, I mean, I don't think I've been out here this much. You know, since I've owned this place. So um, it's been really great. But but I've been loving doing the show, except for the tech stuff. You know, and I. I'm imploring all you people to go to my go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, and watch the shows. I, I do it out of love. I really put a lot of thought into it. we got some amazing stuff going out tomorrow. Of course, by the time people see this, it will be it will be um, it will be, you know, done. It'll be up there. And, and they're all up there. And I suggest everybody binge away and help me out. I mean, I, you know, it's so weird, this new world. What the hell is happening? I mean, I haven't seen you, right? Except for when I came down to LA for a second. Yeah, that was right. Ago. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I just haven't seen anybody. And so what do I do? I put on a TV show twice a week in my living room just to kind of keep my chops up and of course I don't really want to make it a jazz show because eh well then no I mean? one would turn First up of all, we shouldn't be giving it away like that because when we go back people will say well look I can just watch all that shit on YouTube what you're seeing on YouTube is something I'll never be able to do live and and then I also do uh, on my Instagram which is Formanism every day I get out to the shed and I play my first chorus of the day, whatever it is. I pick a tune, and I just play a chorus of a song, and I film myself doing it, and I put it up on Instagram. Do you tell, so my, do you tell uh, people what, what song it is? Yeah, 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 I do. In the, in the text, I always say, first chorus of the day, and I, I usually make a joke. I put a hashtag, like, today was someday my prince will come. <laughs> And I wrote, my prince will come, but, but it was P-R-I-N-T-S, you know, like, <laughs> anyways, it's always something. I mean, yesterday was Melancholy Baby, and I wrote, Melon Headed Collie, <laughs> you know, I mean, so, I mean, it's pretty obvious what it is, and you can hear the song, so, um, I'm just trying to create stuff, because besides the fact that I need to stay creative, and I want to keep involved in the community i also have students at school young people who can you imagine what it's like for them right now i mean here they are at that moment in their life ready to like just explode like a flower that's you know blossoming and they're the world is telling them they can't do that why to protect us old folks so that we won't die you know i mean it's it's a hard one to ask of them and then i'm kind of their teacher saying you guys got to stay creative and functional and building community and all these things. So if I don't do it myself, then that kind of makes me kind of a bullshit teacher. And I don't, sorry, I don't want to leave the planet with that, you know, with that trailing behind me. So 
I mean, I'm doing it because I have to and I want to, but I'm also doing it because I'm asking it of other people. So I need to do it too. Well, you're doing it. It's it's weird. It's like we've stepped into this twilight zone and everyone we're, everyone seems to be adjusting as in you've got no choice. You've got to adjust. But who'd have thought? Like at Christmas time, if you had said, hey, this is going to be the new norm, you'd be like, yeah, right. Not possible. For sure. I mean, you know me. I mean, everybody in Guitar Wing knows me. I've always been the guy who's like community and like, Online is only there to promote offline, right? That was always my philosophy. Right. March 13th happens, and I like, well, there is no offline anymore. I got to go online if I want to stay involved with my community. That's just my only choice. So I, I'm just trying to figure it out, but I'm also mindful that at the end of this, the world will emerge changed, but we still want to, we still don't want to screw up what chance we have at returning to some normalcy of hanging out together. And if we all just put all our shit online, then what's the point of going back to a club? Clubs already are like, they were never really happy about everything before. I mean, they weren't making enough money. It was hard for them to pay people. It was hard for them to get people in the club. And now you've got people that have become used to just consuming it through this, this interface. And these are people that not only have to pay their rent, but they have to pay their back rent for three or four months. And then they're being told that, no, you can't only have like 40% capacity or 25% capacity. That is like... God, that's that's a big hill for all of us to climb, man. You know, we need to be careful. I mean, and this and this is a story that's gone back a hundred years, right? I mean, back in the twenties when they started recording music, the music music uh, musicians union boycotted recording because they said, "Hey, this is going to get rid of live gigs." Oh, they tried to boycott it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a whole thing with the musicians' union in the twenties. <laughs> so, the, really, so the musicians' union were a bunch of assholes back then, too. Well, no, they saw the <laughs> truth, which is like, hey, if people can play recordings, they won't come out to hear us play, and we'll lose our gigs. So why should we record? No, I mean, and and basically, if you look at it through the lens of history. I mean, you jump, what, uh, 50, 70 years later, Napster comes along, and all of a sudden one person buys a record, and the whole world owns it now. Yeah. And, and, and now those people with that mindset are in their 40s and 50s. So, I mean, and then we've got gigs, and, and you besides the fact that it's hard to get people because of the stress of economics and the stress on their time and traffic and logistics to just get to, to go to a club. I mean, I'm one of the guys who's always, you know me, I'm always hanging out, but yeah. I, it's a, it's a monumental effort. This and, is and, you know, and then, and then there's the whole thing of, well, you know, the clubs need money. So you got to drink, you got to pay all these, da, 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 and then, and then you got to drive. And, you know, it's like, it gets harder and harder in today's society. And then this thing called the internet comes along and like everybody's just basically splattering their shit everywhere. <laughs> and it's like, you know, imagine, you know, me, you're never going to get rid of. I'm going to be out there hanging in clubs till I die. 
and I know a number of people that are like me. But I don't know that there's enough of us to really support it without a real groundswell of the public. And I'm worried that these people go, Jesus, I got, I'm already having trouble. I'm tired. I can go watch all this great shit on the inner, inner tubes for free, you know? Or the uh, I can watch some Unet or whatever it's called. And I'll, you know, subscribe to something, I'll, you know, and I'll stream ass my way to oblivion and I'll, and I'll drink a drink that costs me like one fifth of what it would have cost in a club. You know, I mean, so we have to be aware of this and we have to realize that the world is not going to go back to what it was, but it will go back to something. And we're the ones that need to be the front line of creating what that something is. You know, and it's not different from the political unrest that we're going through today. It's going to go back to something, but it's not going back to what it was. It's going to go back to a new normal. And for all of us to be involved in what that new normal is, that is the, the call to action. And it's super difficult in a time of, damn, is it even safe to walk around, you know? Right. I mean, I'm not. I'm not standing here with answers. I'm just making a call to action that we all have to do something. And I'm not going to tell everybody what it is. They should decide for themselves. You know, I'm not one of those pontificators on Facebook or an Instagram that's going to tell you how to think or to tell you if you don't do this or if you do this, you're cool or you're not cool or you're the problem. I'm just asking everybody to think about it and realize that we are all in the position to shape what the new normal is. This is this has got to be super weird, a massive adjustment for you. You've spent how many years playing gigs and traveling, hanging out and joints after the gig? Like that was that's your been your life. That has been my life since I was 18 years old. Yeah, so we're talking you know, well over 40 years. <laughs> so all of a sudden... Close to 50. Close to 50. All years. of a sudden, the world has gone, Bruce Foreman, stay home. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> what a, that's got to be a massive shock. It totally is. But here's where I am. I'm just like trying to figure out what to do with it. And I've accepted the challenge, you know, a lot to my wife's chagrin. <laughs> <laughs> We were, we got a twice a week TV show and I'm doing my thing on Instagram and I'm making those YouTube, uh, making those, my music masterclass, uh, videos. I'm doing the minute for guitar wank. I'm doing those poems on my, you know, I mean, I've got things I'm doing. I mean, it's not, I, I don't go to sleep at night going, God, shit, I didn't do anything today. I hike the mountain with my dog. I, you know, I, I, um, I'm not saying that it's even bad. I'm just saying it's new. Yeah. But and, it's kind of... Uh, it, I'm, not, I'm not giving up the fight. I'm still in it. Man. But it, it is funny that, I mean, a, a generation has now had to get tech savvy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me. Yeah. You, you watch me fight. Well, although my problem <laughs> is unique. Facebook Live is fucking me. And I'm here to say, fucking me. Because everybody else is on Facebook Live and having a great time. I go on and it freezes and then it drops me and then I got to go back. 
and 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 my idea of basically filming myself so that whatever they fucking do to me, I'm still got a full show on YouTube, right? That'll take my YouTube channel. That's fucked up, and I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's because it's where I live, and it's a rural thing because I'm out in the country versus. And if you wonder why rural people hate urban people, maybe this is fucking it. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> fucked it all up. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Anyways, anyways, you really sound Josh like grumps now. Me. Josh just texted me. If you want to let him in, he's yeah, ready to go. I I sent him, I just sent him an email. Oh, good, good. Text him. Check your email. Yeah, we got you. We sent okay, you. Okay, sent. I could. Sure. I could probably send him the invitation through an email too. Now there's a guy who's really seemed to up his game on the internet. You know, just in these last three months, I'm really interested to hear what he has to say about that. You know. Yeah, Josh has definitely made a, a big effort there, and 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 yeah, I'm curious to talk to him about that too. It's. I know yeah. he had a lot of tours. I mean, like all musicians, a lot of tours and gigs and everything planned out for the rest of the year. 2020 was going to be a big one. I had a big summer, man. I had like the best red guitar, you know, bookings, traveling. It was yeah. really coming up, you know, and you done. Know. It's, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's nuts. All right, I'm looking. For, I'm, I'm waiting for Josh. Oh, there he is. Oh, he might be joining. I hope so. There he is. Oh, 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 oh. it's connecting. It's connecting. Do we? Are we going to see his face? What are we going to see? I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe he doesn't want to see him. You know. This is our technology. Yeah, and there he comes. Where? Boom. How come you see him? You see him? I see him. Where? He just put his guitar down. He's sitting right in front of me. How the fuck do you see him? I don't see him. I see Josh Smith. Can you hear me? I hear both of you. Oh, there he is. Josh. What's up? Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, seven hours of Zoom a day stuff. Uh, (laughs) Are you... (laughs) You're a pro at this. This is our first Zoom ever for Guitar Wank. I hadn't really done that much of it ever, but then uh, Bruce, Bruce, you'll get a kick out of this. So last week, I I did lessons, and I haven't taught lessons in a couple years at all. <laughs> and I just put it out on the internet. All right, I'm only going to teach for five days. Yep. So it was I did I did 46 lessons in five and a half days. Wow. Yes. Are you? Are you so are- now I'm an expert on Zoom and Skype. <laughs> you over it, man? Are you going crazy? It was it was an ordeal for sure. It was something, you know. It was interesting though. It was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Everybody had real questions. Nobody just wanted to like be my friend and talk about gear or anything. So it was like you know pretty cool. Oh, that's that's awesome, man. You've been um you've been kicking ass in in that whole world. I mean, True Fire. Your vi- your videos are kicking major ass there. Well, congratulations! Thanks, man. True Fire has been a, a you know without yeah without hyping it too much. It's been a game changer for me uh, as far as like you know just income. To be honest, it's a big deal. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's fantastic. Bruce, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm. I don't know how to do multiple. Why can't I see you guys all at the same time? I don't know. 
I don't know. You need, if you go up to the top right, you'll see gallery view. Uh, or you can click, uh, or or you go to speaker, and then you'll see everybody at the same time. I just did it, Josh. You're you're a, you're a tech savvy man. Thank you so much, sir. Welcome. So welcome to Guitar Wang, dude. Their first Zoom. Wow, we're like we're like three years behind the eight ball. I love it. <laughs> At short notice, too. Thank you, mate, for jumping in because Scott's oh. a big wussy. <laughs> <laughs> is is he not Zoom savvy yet? No, uh, he was. He um, I think he was recording something for uh, one of his keyboard mates or doing some tracking or something. I don't know. Gotcha. So um, yeah. But uh, that's 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 what's going on. So, Bruce and I was just talking about how crazy, obviously, everything is. Man, you would have had tours planned. You would have had twenty twenty all stepped out, right? I had it pretty much completely full through December first, basically. Wow. Yeah, and I'd be in Europe right now. Uh, I'd be getting ready to come home. I'd be ending a seven week trip actually right now, and. Um, you know, I've had a bunch of records that I was getting ready to produce. They've all been either canceled or pushed back to late this year or probably next year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah it's changed. I mean, obviously, everything just up in the air and changed the whole game. Damn. Yeah. What a hell of a, <laughs> what a hell of a curveball it's been. Yeah, I mean. but everybody's in the same boat. So it's like for the first month, I was, you know, woe is me, woe is me. And, uh, you know. Then you kind of just realize, well, you know, plus I was funny for the first month. I, I went the opposite way. Everybody was oversharing and overposting and live streaming every minute. And yep. I kind of didn't post at all for, for a month, which was weird. And uh, I just didn't feel like asking anybody for like, oh, tip me through PayPal or do this. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We all need to make a living. But it was like I just felt this weird disc. I didn't even play that much right. at all that first month. You know, it was really weird. Wow. So what are you, what are you doing in that first month? What were you doing? Just hanging out at home and I was eating and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, watch a television, you know, right. I think the smart guy is going to have a, uh, weight reduction plan for, for when this is over. Cause all of us have gained, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't gotten into cooking here? Oh yeah. I've cooked. I'm totally, day. I, I was okay before, but I'm, Badass now, man. You know? <laughs> Watch out. Some shit I can make, man, and make fucking Chef Moradi want to fucking make your mother, man. Yeah. I've watched enough people beat Bobby Flay that I'm ready to take him on. <laughs> <laughs> man, I think I've I think coronavirus is my spirit animal because I've actually I'm enjoying just not dealing with people, hunkering down. I've been proactive in learning shit and like working out and i've actually lost weight i haven't gained weight which has been really? good yeah i've been like i've been on this massive health kick i kind of got a hunker down and got all fit and stuff like that so it's been good so um you know but yeah it's weird just the whole world doing kind of the same thing and how everyone's reacting differently you know i will say you know this is the longest i've well definitely the longest between gigs in my life but also probably the longest since my son's been born and he's 14 now that wow. i've been home for a continuous stretch like this with literally nothing so it's just been a lot of time to spend with my son and my wife and do not that we don't spend time together when i'm home anyways but now it's like my son and i find something to do together every day no matter what whether yeah. it's 
draw or watch something or we've got all new hobbies and all sorts of stuff, you know. I was I was talking to Bruce and you're in the same boat. I mean, you guys you your whole lives have been touring and playing in front of audiences, hanging out at clubs and bars and venues and stuff like that. To go from that to uh uh-uh, nothing, it's got to be it must have been a hell of a shock to the system, right? Is this is this the longest you've ever gone, Bruce, without a gig? Between gigs? Uh, let me think. Well, actually, you know, I did two gigs this weekend, but they were streamed. Yeah. So does that count as a gig? <laughs> did you play with other people? No. Okay, so is this the longest you've ever gone without playing with other guys? Uh, most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. Probably since I was 18 years old, yeah. Yeah, or so 14 years old. That's exactly. Since I'm 13, this is the long, so I'm 40 now. In 27 years, I've never gone anywhere close to this long without a gig with other guys. So we played a streaming gig at Baked Potato last week, now yeah. that they've started their little stream thing. And it was it was weird because it was the first day of protests and, and of, lock, of uh, curfew and, and everything going on here. Yep. So the feeling, we were excited all week, we're going to get to play. And then the feeling became, man, should we even do this? Mm, but a lot yeah. of people had bought tickets from overseas and stuff, and it was like, you know what? We really just want to play. No one's in there anyways. It's just the three of us. and But it was still very weird. And I will say our time was just out the window. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Everybody was in their own time, it felt like. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we haven't played with anybody else for so long. Right. Right. Yeah. Have you have you guys noticed? Have you guys noticed that detached of what? What am I trying to say? Being um, not attached to the instrument like that with other people and playing with like, have you noticed a difference with with that? I don't know. You? What do you think? Well, well, I mean, Josh had actually firsthand experience. He did a gig and he felt it. I mean. My guess is I would probably feel that if I got back in the world. It's like all of a sudden, it's like learning to listen to everybody around you while you're playing instead of just listening to yourself. Now, I do play with a metronome a lot. So, I mean, I'm, I'm and I play along with records and things. So, I, I am used to listening while I'm playing it. And I, I'm lucky I my wife is a singer and she's involved in that. TV show we do twice a week. So mm-hmm. I am accompanying her. Right. And then also on the show, I have friends send me themselves playing, you know, or singing. And I play along with it on the show live. So I am doing a little bit of that. But I'll guarantee you, if you throw me into the fire pit with the badass boys in front of people, it's going to seem really disorienting at first. How can it not? I mean, this is something I did practically every day of my life for 50 years (laughs) yeah now i haven't done it in three months (laughs) you know disorienting was the word for it it was just something was off we had it we had a blast we were all smiling like crazy and and having fun but it was like ooh, we we need 20 of these now you know in, in, in another way i mean it's kind of interesting when you look at it because the real meaning of music is not in the perfection of the of the you know of the doing of the manufacturing of it the real feeling in the music is in the feeling of human community you know sharing ideas making something happen that magic you know and and I suggest to you, you know, if you're lame and you're doing it, 
that's still the magic of it, you know? And yes, we're like, whoa, that was that, and that was that, and that was that. But really, deep down, you know, a bunch of guys that have been locked in prison for a few months and get a chance, you know, to have a furlough day, you know, they're going to be like wild-ass, crazy, <laughs> you know, and and to the world who's listening, who's not judging it on that, like, well, I missed that, I missed that, oh, our time was a little off. They're probably hearing that amazing sort of freedom that's happening. And that's really what music's about. Well, I got a message from a few people after the show about how great it was, but actually a couple were, you guys were just on fire. You must have been feeling that you were having a special night. And, and I didn't want to say, no, it couldn't have been further from the truth, but we were having right. fun. But but it was probably they haven't seen a gig either as an audience member in right. so long. You know what I mean? Right. Same thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, humanity... It's not inside the the little the little things, the details that make us good at what we do. Yeah, that's yeah. not where the humanity is. That's just our little cross to bear as we go through life. Well, it, you know, the humanity comes from our our integrity and our imagination, you know, and our just intent to make something happen. Well, everything seems like stuff is starting to move forward about opening up. When do you guys think that? When do you guys think you're going to be playing gigs again and be able to tour? Do you think it's going to be all next year? Yeah, touring wise, I I can't see going anywhere. I mean, I have a tour that technically that hasn't been canceled yet for the UK in late October into November. Yeah, but I've I mean, I'm watching the news. It's getting worse in the UK now. Like all of a sudden, you know, they're having a bigger explosion of it, and I, I, I just don't see it, it's going to be so difficult to travel because now most countries have a if you get there, you got to be quarantined for fourteen days yeah, when you get right. there. Yeah, I, I just don't see it being you know an easy and effective thing to do for the rest of this year. It's it's really weird because we're opening up, but the numbers aren't going down. The numbers are going up, so it's well. This- I think after. Obviously, what's happened over the, you know, first of all, the Memorial Day blowout that happened, (laughs) you know, naturally people have been, were, you know, sequestered for all that time and it was starting to look like we could go out. And so it just sort of exploded and there's something kind of happening now, which is what we're seeing from that, you know, and then, then of course, the protests and everybody just rushing together. I just can't help but believe we really need to sit back and see what's happening about a week from now. And, and, and my hope is that it's not a major setback I hope from not. the direction we're going. Because really, um, just it's just, we're you know, I mean, it's shit. I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's just I'm, I'm hoping that this whole thing doesn't unleash sort of the second wave and set us back even further. And yeah, I mean, that's the fear. You know, I, so I went to the grocery store today, and I would say on average I've been to the grocery store in the last four months, you know, once every 10 days to two weeks or something. <laughs> yeah. And today was the first time in all this time it was fucking packed. Oh, like, wow. Just, like, the regular days, like – you know, everybody had masks on, of yep. course, but it was 
much less care given to what was going on. Everybody was just going about their business like it was pretty normal. And I, yeah, I mean, it's hard to just tell. Uh, some people have just reached the point of, at this point, you know, I don't give a fuck, I guess. You know, I, I haven't reached that point yet. But, you know, I know I understand how some people have, certainly. It's- well, you know, yet another thing that I, you know, I hate to bring up, but, you know, basically, everybody's being asked to sacrifice Absolutely. for this common good of our society. And that's a beautiful thing. That is a beautiful thing. But the fact is, is the people who are most at risk, basically my generation and older, um, are the same fucking people who fucked everything up. You know, we were, no, wait a minute. We were the ones that promised everything. I was, I was like in my, you know, I was like 10 years old in the 60s. I wasn't, or 12 years old. I wasn't really one of those guys, but I was part of that generation that like saw a better world that we could all live together and we could break down boundaries and we could you know live harmonious with the earth and all those i mean that shit started when i was in high school and and before high school junior high school and so you know and what has happened as my generation and the generation before me has taken over has been like environmental degradation and and wealth discrepancy and and racism and all these things have not gotten a whole lot better you know what i mean and now it comes along this pandemic that's really dangerous for us older people and we're going to ask the young people who we've basically leveraged their future you know and sent everything into debt and we're going to say oh well you guys got to stay in and wait to really have your life. You can't even have your graduation. You can't even have nothing so that we can be safe. And eventually there's going to be a time where it's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> you know? And I mean, I'm, I'm not that guy. I've been a guy who's always been environmentally conscious. I've always mentored people. I've always cared about both people older than me and younger people. I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of person. But I got to say, my generation hasn't really been in harmony with what I've been. Sure. And I can't blame younger people like Josh or you, Troy, or people even younger going like, why are we doing this for you guys? You know, you guys fucked all this shit up to begin with, you know? Let's just all get this virus and see who makes it. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I mean, that's this other thing. We just don't know enough. I probably already had it. You've probably already had it. It's a possibility, sure. Right? Were you you sick any time this year, Josh? No, no, I haven't been sick. But I don't really... Luckily, I I have a good immune system, I think. I I don't get sick but once every probably three years, something like that. Oh, wow, that's good. You know, but I remember at NAM, a lot of people getting out. There's the normal NAM Thrax. But then I remember this year, a number of my friends getting more sick than normal after NAM. Like a few, you know, uh, like five days, ten days after NAM. And I'm wondering, that had to be some of this, I think. Yeah, right. Sure. And I was there. And, you know, the fact is, it's like, I never know if I'm sick or hungover. You know what I mean? Isn't it the same thing? Yeah. How many how many months are we into this and we kind of still we're still in the dark on a lot of this shit. We're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't yep. know. It's nuts, man. 
This yeah. is crazy times. And the the really shitty thing is to have this all these protests and all the riots and everything that's going on. The people that are also being mostly affected by this coronavirus is the minority groups, the African Americans, and those groups are getting hit hard with this. So it's like it's a it's a double whammy. They're going to get hit harder just for standing up for 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 their rights. It's yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. It's a perfect I'm storm. Just, I'm just hoping that you know, like a week from now. This isn't going to be just a major explosion of that stuff, you know. And I mean, and and if it's not, it's a good sign that that the seasonal thing is happening. This could be like a flu, even though it's not technically a flu. You know, flus die out in the summertime. Yeah. And let's face it: if there's not a huge explosion of this after what just went down in this country over the last week. Mm-hmm. then we can pretty well surmise that not that it's gone away, but that it's one of those kind of dormant viruses that may come back like the flu, Yeah, which, of course, the people don't know. But, I mean, we just kind of made a wonderful experiment for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, Josh, yeah. when you travel, mate, like, do you like do you drink? I can't remember if you drink. You're not a drinker. No. So... Do you do anything special when you when you travel that you to look after yourself? Because p- playing those gigs and traveling like that that can really wear down on you know on your it's, system. Uh, it's harder, you know, the older I get. Um, but for me, I'm now I'm starting to finally get like the the little physical stuff. My back hurts more, like now a lot of times, and little aches and pains. I don't know why I've I've always been relatively you know. Sturdy when it comes to the to to the you know normal type colds and coughs and headaches and flus and that's just I don't know um this is gonna sound terrible but I, I've always kind of chalked it up to uh, I like to get a lot of sleep that's and I really good. think I mean I, I I'm I'm steadfast in the belief that if you get good sleep a lot of stuff takes care of itself. I, you, that's <laughs> I been proven, man. You're spot on with that one. Yeah. yeah. So. I drink so much of this that it kills. Oh, man. It kills He's everything. Coke freak. He's a coke. He said he didn't do drugs. He's a coke freak, man. <laughs> Dude, this are you a big soda guy? This is this is my only vice, and it's wet. It's extreme amount, but also I think it kills. It's killing me, but it also kills everything else. Oh Jesus. man, Earth, that's my God, biggest, man, that, my biggest see, no no. If we don't get an ad dollar for that, man, you know what I mean. <laughs> wow so you're how long you've been doing how many do you have a day i'm i'd be embarrassed to give you the actual number <laughs> okay, uh, oh, okay man, we're gonna get but, we're gonna get again, gush off it i've never had alcohol i've never smoked a cigarette i've never smoked a joint i've never had any like that's my vice that's your vice I, it has been since i was a kid wow and i've done periods where i've let it go for a while and then i'll be on the road with guys snorting this and doing this and i go why the fuck can't i have a coca-cola like come on you yeah. know <laughs> i that makes sense yeah yeah damn but you got to be happy that um you've got things like true fire and that do you do you have a true fire channel yet have you set that up or not are you going to do that or uh uh yes maybe right um it's a commitment in in time i should have done it now quite honestly right at this time but um I don't know. I've been kind of seeing how everybody else does theirs and uh, trying to decide 
what to offer people. Mm. Because I know myself, and I know if I say I'm going to do, I'm going to post a lesson twice a week, it won't happen. But if I, if I, you know, tell them I'm trying to treat it at least the way I envision it is, okay, maybe I'll make it more like an open conduit to all things me. So maybe if it's not a lesson, maybe I post, oh, you know what? I was in the car today listening to Ohio players, and I realized what makes this part so fucking great, and just write a blog about it or something, and then do a lesson at the end of the week, and then do this, and maybe have bootlegs of gigs on there, and this maybe make different from other people's channels. Right. I don't know. We'll see. That's that's cool. I, I noticed in the last couple of years you've made more of a, a presence online – um, yeah. and like with your teaching and that too, which has been awesome. Cause you, you definitely teach really well. Is that, do you feel like that's something that's come natural to you? Or is that something you really had to work at? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I think I have good oral skills. That's <laughs> I'm not touching that. Leave that. <laughs> Bruce. I'm, a a oral, a I'm a good orator. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think I'm, I, you know, I, I have, I'm good at exp- at getting my thoughts out and uh, hopefully ma- making it make sense for people. But like actually like teaching things to people has, has taken me a bit to feel comfortable doing it. I feel, I feel, I feel like, with both you guys, you guys are really good at obviously teaching, but breaking it down and just making it, making it simple, get the, getting the, the point across. Well, Bruce, I mean, Bruce was the best I've ever seen at that. Like, Every time he opened his mouth to me was like, oh, I understand that. You right. know what I mean? Like, wow, that's that's really awesome. And not only that, it's clear. Hmm. You know? So it's like and, and man, let's be let's face it, when people hear things like that, it gets them excited so much quicker and they actually take the time to learn it when they can quickly get hooked like that and understand it. So that's the approach I'm trying to take on all of this is cut away whatever bullshit I can and just literally go, whatever the subject is, oh, I'm going to tell you about, you know, why why is this swing harder or about phrasing or something like that. Cut it all away and play you two notes and explain to you why this feels better than if I play those same two notes a different way. And hopefully they immediately understand that, you know. Hey, well, just curious, what is, with all the teaching and the lessons and that you're doing and, and, um, and everything, what is the common questions you get over and over again do you get the same thing where you're just like oh man really i have to go through this again it's it's two things always it's how to build a solo right like can you tell me how to build a solo like where it really says something from the beginning to the end and then how do i play anything but the pentonic scale which is the same thing i'm sure every guitar player asks every teacher in every lesson since 1940 i don't know yeah yeah Well, you definitely opened up that door, to, I think, to a lot of lot of players, which has been awesome. It's been interesting. Even this week of lessons was like everybody was so vastly different in skills and experience that it made it more enjoyable. Like some guys I was literally teaching C major scales to. Oh, wow. And then other guys, we were talking about melodic minor or, you know, learning how to play over this or that or, or mostly about rhythm guitar. Some guys, it was it was all different all over the map. It was very cool. Yep. Are you, are you on your guitar every day? Yeah, except yeah. for those first couple of weeks of this quarantine. Yeah. There's something, something those first couple of weeks just threw me for a loop and I... I think every, everyone, I man, was just like, what? It was kind of nuts. Are you playing every day? Yeah, I, I'm kind of a coffee, grab my guitar, and 
noodle guy before I start work or start anything else. Yeah, I like I like to just have it there all the time. I know Bruce is playing every day because I see his first course of the day. Yeah, that was that was kind of an idea that I said, okay, I'm just going to pick up the guitar cold, pick a song, and play a chorus, and slap it up on the internet, you know, and just like be honest with everybody, and they get it, whatever it is, you know, the rust, the crud, you know, and I mean, just like share with everybody and encourage everybody to do the same thing, you know, because awesome. really just playing is what it's about, you know. It's so awesome to see that, you know, like you're, because I can see you just pulled out the guitar. It's your, whatever your initial thought process is. And I love that. And that's part of the reason, even was it a month ago that I just tagged everybody and said, give me a chorus of blues and A, you know what I mean? Because I wanted to hear everybody just spur of the moment. Now, did everybody just probably hit but the button and record it? No. <laughs> there were many ones I could tell where they put the thought into it and did a lot of things. But, it was nice to hear not just everybody's improv, but how truly different we all are, even when playing the same thing. That was so enjoyable. I saw and Andy, that really Andy Wood. a lot of why I do my thing. You yeah. know, that inspired the first course of the day, you know? Yeah, I saw um, Andy Wood talk about that, and that was uh, – he's another great, amazing player. But, um, yeah, I thought that was awesome, Josh, what you did with that. That was really, really cool. It was really nice just to see everybody – even, you know, shredders and um, blues guys and jazz guys and, you know, funk guys, everybody just kind of came at it with their own thing, and it was, yeah, it was enjoyable to see that. That's really cool. Are you are you doing a lot in the studio at the moment, or? So-so. Um, you know, for the first time in a couple of years, I've kind of opened myself back up to doing just more normal guitar sessions for regular clients, which I kind of moved away from over the last three years. Um but, I mean, I had plenty of time now to do it. So right. I've been doing, I would say, you know, in the last three months, I've probably had, you know, three to five guitar sessions a week. That's just me sitting here playing on something. Um, and little by little, it started to, you know, people started to be comfortable. So, like, I'm producing a record for a young man from, from Brazil who lives here named Artur Menezes, great guitar player. Um, so we had done most of the tracking before the quarantine, but he hadn't sung yet. So in the last few weeks, we've been like, hey, man, yeah, come over. So he's come over. He's done the singing. We've kind of been finishing up the tracking for his record. And then even last week, Eric Gales flew out here. Oh, wow. He felt comfortable enough to fly out. And him, myself, and Joe Bonamassa spent five days here just writing because Joe and I are going to produce Eric's next album together. What? So we got some work, you know, starting a little bit of things getting back to normal. Eric's, I mean, I've been a fan of Eric for years, but what a player he is. He's, he's, you know, when you, those guys where they're just, you know, it's coming from somewhere else and it's just, you know, but also he's put in the work like that, you know, he's put in a ton of work and uh, he's, you know, he's a few years, a few years older than Joe and then a few years more older than me. So when he came out, he was 16, 15, and 16 on major labels. Yeah. And he was a, it was like an inspiration to me because Stevie Ray had just passed. Yep. And, you know, I was listening to this and that. And then all of a sudden, this was like the first guy post Stevie that started to get interest in the magazines, like as a blue, you know, like a new blues Hendrix type thing. And so I remember seeing that and going, well, if he can do it, I can do it. You know, and then Joe came out and it was the same. If he can do it when he's 13, I could do it when I'm 13. So it was shortly after that I started gigging. I mean, I tell Eric all the time, I ripped pages out of Guitar Player with him on them and had them on my walls. 
<laughs> yeah, man. I remember when Eric hit the scene, I was just like, wow, who is this guy? I mean, yeah. he's, I, I've never met him. His personality seems like a big personality too. <laughs> he's a big personality. Yeah. 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 He's very outgoing, very yeah. outspoken. Um, I'm excited for this record because selfishly, I know Joe as well, but we both have like a record we've always wanted him to make, kind of. Right. And so, you know, we, we're trying to like push him uh, not out of his comfort zone completely, but a little bit into some, some areas where maybe he hasn't gone and do things a little differently. Because really, we just want to get the best of him we could possibly get. Because I, I, there's things I want people to hear that he can do that I feel he hasn't done on a record yet. And it's like, I want everybody to hear this. Yeah. You know? Oh, so, man, that's that's we'll super exciting. That's got to be awesome to be a part of that. Yeah. So, awesome. And uh, do you accept, how do you make decisions with recording in your studio? Is it, are you, are you open for anyone to record there? Um. Well, since it's been like a really finished studio, you know, that, that I'm comfortable, you know, doing anything in. Uh, the percentage of things that have come in that weren't stuff I was involved in is very low. Right. You know what I mean? Number one, because I just don't really, I don't want to be cleaning up the studio for people I don't know and haggling over how much it costs to record here. Yeah. And this and that. You know, I, I try to think of the studio not as like, oh, I need to make a certain amount of money back there to make it worthwhile, or I've got this nut, I've got a hit. You know, I think of it as like a place for me to truly accomplish, like not just like all the things I need to do, but other like special thing, whatever I can do that really f- gets me excited. You know, so I mean, you've you've got some serious gear back there too, mate. Like I I saw a, a blurb on I think was it with Tim Pierce maybe or. Maybe, yeah. Someone over at your studio, and I was like, wow, you got some amazing gear there. So I'm sure everything sounds really badass. And yeah, that's got to be fun. It's in now. It's been a long process, and a lot of gear has come, a lot of gear has gone, a lot of gear has come back. <laughs> uh, but now it's, you know, it's been a couple of years where it's been pretty stable what's here, and I'm thrilled with what's coming out of here, you yeah. know. And, I, and I, I'll tell you, I really like producing. I didn't think I was going to love producing. And I really, really like it. So much so, number one, I think it's teaching me a lot. It's making me a better musician every record. It's teaching me about how to relate to people differently, you know, come from other places and, and get try to help them get the best out of their thing and, and reach their goals. And and also it's 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 just a new way of being creative, which is I mean, that's what I'm that's what I live for. So I really like it. And I could see it. It's already kind of filling all the gaps in my schedule, but I could see it even doing more of that. Have have you always been hands-on with the engineering stuff, or has that come in the last few years? Uh, I didn't really start to educate myself on that stuff until probably 10 years ago. Um, Was that through Pro Tools? or? No, not, not so much Pro Tools yet than 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I was more just starting to become obsessed with all right, what are you using on my amp? What right. mic pre- are we using? What's going on? How do I get this sound? How did my hero get this sound? What mm-hmm. was the gear? You know, what was being used? So that's how it started with me. And then, you know, then, yeah, I started getting asked, could I play guitar on, on my thing? But they didn't want me to come to their studio or go to an ex- expensive studio. It was, well, you know, we can go to a studio, but I can only then I can only pay $100. If you could do it yourself, I could pay $300. You know what I mean? So it became, you know what? I better figure out how to do this a little bit myself. 
and that was the diving into Pro Tools, you know, buying an M-Box, mm. learning it for the first time. <laughs> the M-Box. You know? <laughs> yeah. Now, now, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty fucking fast on Pro Tools. I'm confident in my Pro Tools abilities now. Are you, are you not looking at Lunar or any of those other platforms? I'm curious about Luna, but I haven't really dove into it yet. Right. Um, I do have Universal Audio gear here, so it's a, it would be an easy drop-in for me to yep. use it. Um, I'm just so used to Pro Tools, you know. And I have I have an HDX rig, so it's also incredibly stable and has been. So I'm I'm, a, I'm hesitant to. Yeah. Why know, mess with it now, you, right? You make one decision, and all of a sudden. You get pops and clicks and crashes and this and that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Bruce, you've you've entered the recording world too. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I I have it. I mean, right now I'm still like just messing with the you know the Apollo interface, and I do have the uh, Luna just because it goes with it, you know. I mean, and, and I've been in enough studios; it's not really daunting to me, you know. The whole like. I'm just like I haven't really spent enough time to just find the sound I really like, and I'm really it's real. I'm for me it's really easy because the sound I'm going for is is not as difficult a studio manipulated thing as a lot of other things are. You know what I mean? I'm looking for a really fat, sweet, clear sound. You know what I mean? And and that through through the interface, I'm I'm predicting is not going to be that difficult for me to arrive at what'd you get i got uh, the apollo twin oh perfect yeah that's and and then it gave me luna with it so and since i mean i've I've been around pro tools and it's it works the same way pretty much i mean for what i already know it it leaves me in a place where i feel like i can make that leap to wherever I need to be, whether it's make a solo record or play a track for somebody else's record mm-hmm. if they send me one or uh, create audio files. I'm feeling already, you know, real close to it. You know, I mean, I've only been playing with it for a, a week or two. And mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's, you know, I mean, but I'm not asking it to do a whole lot of things either. I understand that. It's like, I'm looking for like a thing and then leave me alone and let me play. Yeah. I just, rem- I remember learning Pro Tools and starting the track for people. How, <laughs> this is silly, but how much I would, if I, if I, st- you know, messed up or forgot the tune and had to go back, look at the chart or something, how I would start from the beginning just so I wouldn't have to punch. And I keep <laughs> doing it until I played one take all the way through. And then I realized like how to actually punch by myself and how easy it was. But I remember that first six months to a year, like never wanting to punch because I was afraid I was going to fuck something up. So I, I'll do it again. I'll just start from the beginning. Good yeah. for the playing, dude. Yeah. What, Josh, what's what's the, um, the 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 guitar setup when you record guitar now? Like, do you have a go to setup where you just like, I know this shit works. This is I love it. Yeah, so my main setup, I mean, amps change and, and come and go, but the main amp is normally my little Morgan uh, JS-12, which is like a Princeton reverb with yep. a 12 speaker and better reverb. And then my go-to for miking is uh, I have quite a number of old Shure Unidyne 57s, Unidyne 2, Unidyne 3, like the precursor to the 57, basically. Yep. And um, I put that thing dead center. Like, I, I'm not the guy that angles away or off the cone. 
because it kind of same thing with my tone in general. I like to have maximum information available and be able to take it away as opposed to the opposite. So I put that thing dead center and then I put a, a Mesinovich ribbon next to it, which is kind of like a Royer, yep. but with a little bit better top, which I like. Again, I, I like clear top. Are you so, close off the grill? Very close. You're right. Almost touching. Not yep. touching, but almost. Yeah. So Royer, I'm not Royer, Mesinovich on the 57 like this. And then that's that's the general setup, especially if I'm tracking with guys at the same time. Uh, if I'm tracking by myself later on or if I'm doing a solo or something like that, I will sometimes add a room mic, uh, either like a Neumann condenser type mic, or I have another Mesinovich stereo ribbon. That's a big, big, giant ribbon, and I really like the way it sounds in my room. Like if I put it out in my big room out there, it just gets a great room sound. So that's normally my go-to for room if I want to add room to a guitar. And, you, and you're running, what mic pre's you running that into? What you're running? Well, I pretty much track my guitars now exclusively with the pre's in my console, the Trident. Oh, okay. Because Trident excels at guitar and drums, uh, mid-range type shit. Yep. Trident, this is so great at that. Um, if I need like super clarity and high fineness, I have a couple, you know, more more modern pre's that I'll use for that, like for acoustic guitar or for really really hi-fi stuff. But ninety-five percent of all guitar I track, I use the Trident pre's. This is straight into the board and press record, no and that's EQ. it. No EQ, no compression, nothing on the way in. Yeah. If I can't make it sound good without any of that, then I I fucked something up. I better change the amp or move the mic a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's a sounds like a great setup. Yeah, I'm trying to get as simple as I can with maximum dynamics and information. Yeah. So I have choices and I could do what I want. You know? Dude, you've been with the Morgans for a while, right? Long time now. Yeah. yeah. About ten years, I guess. Yeah. You know, and I have other amps here. I've got my Two Rock, which I really love, um, and I've got some great vintage stuff. I've got a, a vintage basement, fifty-five Tweed basement, fifty-five, uh, fifty-nine Tweed Harvard, yeah, which is like my Steve Cropper amp. Got a couple of Voxes, uh, a Selmer that's like my main Marshall when I need Marshall sounds. So I, I kind of got all the bases covered, right? So, are you are you a big pedal guy, or are you you more direct now? <laughs> <laughs> dare i ask <laughs> well i mean you know that's part of also my my tone philosophy like I, i'm always the amps i like have a lot of headroom and dynamic range so i can play pedals in front of them and and have you know i, I don't like a lot of compression so yeah. it's an effect to me i'll use it when i want it but most of the time i'm trying to eliminate it from my signals again to retain if i turn my volume down one number i want to hear it yeah. If I lighten up my attack, if I do this, play with my thumb, I really want to hear those differences. And compression is like the enemy of that stuff. Yeah. So one thing you 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 guys have, both you guys have over a lot of players, is just the the amount of gigs you guys have done. Looking forward to how society and the world is going to be, there may be a big hole of players that just don't have that gigging experience. It's going to be it's going to be a different world, obviously. That's got to, that sucks in a big way. I wonder how that will change players in general. I don't know. What do you think, Bruce? I don't know. You know, I mean, 
I just have too much belief in the human spirit. I just think people need to play together and want to play together. And there's as much as we love all this equipment and gear, there's nothing like the sound waves hitting your body and, and interacting with each other. And I mean, I'm a lot older than both of you guys. So, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I mean, I just don't see that basic human thing leaving us. I just, you know, I mean, I've got kids at school. I teach at the university and I teach kids in high school too, who come for lessons. And it just, I just have too much belief in the generational experience of just making music in the moment, being there. I think all this technology is great. I think all this interfaces are great and they're enabling a whole generation of poets and soundscapers but really when it comes down to it the the life affirming aspect of playing music and feeling sound waves in the room as you play them and and dealing with humans who are being uh affected by it i, I don't know i just think that that's that that is ultimately a um fundamental thing that won't go away i mean that's my hope for you guys i don't really need to worry about it i'm getting old you know what i mean <laughs> no but i mean i think yeah you're right there will always be a hunger for people are gonna be hungry and love it and want to learn it and devote their lives to it because it is that great it's mm. magic yeah. when you feel it the first time it's so special i do wonder about i mean even the amount of gigs available because it's so it's so gone down year after year you know, uh, I've, you know, the kids I talk to now never have the opportunity to like, when I was 13 through 17, I probably played in those four years, I probably played 800 gigs. Wow. You know I mean? At least I was playing 200 shows a year as a child, you know, and those hours on the bandstand, I know are a hundred percent besides how much I loved it and how much work I put in those hours are a huge part of how I've ended up as who I am, you know, and I wonder like if that part is missing, not, not, it's nobody's fault that it's missing, no. but it's not there for people anymore. And, you know, so, so we're ending up in a different place. It's not bad or good, but it's definitely different.